All right, so you're hanging out, sitting at home, Saturday afternoon, a lazy Saturday. You sleep in until like 11.59 a.m. You wake up, you are having a nightmare. Um, you had a nightmare that every sandwich on earth was taken away. Oh, no. You lived on a sandwichless planet. I can't imagine that. And the way that the dream, uh, the, probably the, and like, that would be weird enough, but the most disturbing part of the dream is that kind of towards the end of it, you realize you were kind of like floating in the air. And eventually you realize you were kind of like leaving the Earth's like stratosphere and stuff until you were actually out in outer space. I, this is all one dream. Yeah. And okay. you look down at the Earth and it's weird because you'd always assumed that the Earth was round. <laughs> but the Earth is flat as fuck. In my dream. Yeah. And okay. you and you see like a like a giant hand underneath it. Kind of like holding it as if it's like a uh, a giant tray or a giant plate. You see the water uh, pour off the side, the sides of uh, the flat earth. You hear a voice in the background going, um, Hey, Robin. You wake up. 11.59 a.m. You're like, that was fucking weird. Uh, and you're, you're ready to face the day, you know? Yeah. And uh, you kind of like uh, roll out of bed. You make yourself a nice, hearty breakfast. Scrambled eggs. British pudding. Wow. <laughs> What's British pudding? It's kind of like normal pudding, but there's a a British twist to it. Is this more more British? Yeah, it's like what happens is if you eat it, you have a bad English accent for like 45 minutes. I don't know why I would make that for myself. Because it tastes, it honestly tastes amazing. And you're like, well, fuck it. It's 45 minutes. Like, okay. what is that? So like you you eat the, uh, the British pudding and then you're just like, hello. And, and you're just like, pork chops for dinner. You look outside, you see two squirrels fucking, and you go, what's all this then? <laughs> so you have yourself a nice nice little breakfast. You sing a little song to yourself. You go, breakfast, I'm the breakfast boy. Oh, yeah, I'm the brex, brex, breakfast boy. So I don't have a British accent if I'm singing? No. Okay. And you take advantage of that. So uh, what ends up happening is uh, you're kind of like... Uh, hanging out you know and uh you decide you're like you know what it's a saturday i sang that weird breakfast boy song and you realize you're like why was i singing that song and you realize that was actually a uh a song you heard on the radio by a a band oh so it wasn't an advertisement no okay and it yeah no it was it was a it was a song you're on the radio uh <clears throat> by a band called Ron Goldman's father. So you got to have that in your head. And you're like, oh, this is a, 
interesting warning. I'll, I'll make sure to check them out on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of suck. So I had I had a song I don't like stuck in my head. Yeah. Okay. They have a song called Breakfast Boy. They have a song called um, Fruit of the Tunes. Is it just cereal based? Uh, they, they have a song called um, uh, Henry Kissinger is a war criminal and deserves to die. Okay. They have a song called Summer Nights. That one song seems so uncharacteristic. Yeah, people. You were kind of weirded out by that, but you're also like, you know, what people got to experiment. Whatever. Well, that's the sort of music I would listen to. It's the other things with like fruit that I'm weirded out by. You started a, Sp- a Spotify playlist called uh, Songs About Fruit. And you kind of like, you've been like tirelessly, t- tirelessly, sorry, uh, uh, f- trying to find these songs. And there's like a bunch of, there's like a lot more than you thought. There's a song that um, the Velvet Underground did. And it's called uh, Grapes and Heroin. And it fucking sucks. It's a terrible song. Uh, there's a song by uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers called um, Funkin' Franks. Because they think that hot dogs are fruits. There aren't a lot of drugs. It's, it, it was from like the 80s. Yeah, they, it's were, like a, they were fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's like a whole thing. So you're kind of like hanging out. You're kind of like getting it done. You know what I mean? And... Um, you kind of like turn on the TV, right? And um, they just made a new law that weed is legal in the greatest city on earth, Austin, Texas. That's exciting for me. You see a commercial and uh, the commercial is uh, this guy. He is unbelievably smooth and confident. He's wearing like a really nice, like tailor-made suit. He looks fucking great. Not a hair is out of place. You look at this guy and you're like, whatever this guy wanted to do in life, he could accomplish it. You know what I mean? I feel that way about a lot of people on television. Right. And he goes, um, hi, my name's Devin. Devin Heaven. And welcome to the Kingdom of Resin. And so what it is, is this guy uh, has this business where it's just resin. He just sells resin weed. And it's like cheap as fuck. Like sometimes you go there and it's like 50 cents for like an eighth. Sometimes if you get like a G of it, of, of resin, like he'll pay you five bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so you're like, this is crazy. So you go to the kingdom of resin and uh, you look inside and you actually see inside the guy from the commercial, Devin Heaven. And um, you cut. You're like, this is a kind of interesting place because when you actually pulled in, um, it was a, a, it was this thing where it was one car could go in at a time. You know what I mean? And after you go past it, you kind of like look up and like you or look behind you and you see like spikes. You know what I mean? Like to keep people out. And what's weird is that um, you see the guy who's operating everything, letting you in. He has like a, he's wearing like a robe. And from behind, you can see his like bare back and his bare like legs, but his butt is like covered up by a uh, black tape. So you go inside the kingdom of resin, and uh, you see fucking Dev in heaven, and he's just kind of like 
hanging out in the same suit you saw in that fucking commercial, confident as fuck. You know what I mean? People are walking up to like, Devin, you know, the the break room's on fire and there's a demon in there. And he's like, I'll take care of it. People are like, holy shit. So um, you uh, end up, you go kind of go up to him and, and, he, and he goes, hey, and again, pure confidence. If hot chocolate could be a man, it would be Dev in heaven. Warm, comforting, delicious. He goes, can I help you? I'm Dev in heaven and welcome to the kingdom of resin. And you're like, yeah, I think I kind of want to buy some resin or whatever. And he actually gives you a pretty good deal, dude. Like you get like, you get an eighth of resin. It's $6.66. He's like, I'm Devin Heaven. And he goes, here's your change. And you're like, hell yeah. And as you leave, you kind of hear him say to someone else, Hi, how are you? I'm Dev in Heaven. Welcome to the Kingdom of Resin. And like you walk outside and you're like, all right, whatever. And um, you smoke some of that fucking resin. And even though it's not like the best, it's pretty good. Like it fucks you up, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't smoke resin that often. You don't. So but I imagine this would destroy me. You think to yourself, like, I want to try something new. You've been kind of into, like, you've been trying some new stuff lately. Okay. You got really good at um, competitive baking. <laughs> Wait, like like marijuana baking? No, no, no. It's basically like uh, there's like these competitions amongst like pretty intense bakers, and uh, some of these guys are like super into it. Like, like there's this one lady. She makes this. She bakes this thing. It is um, a fully functional set of um the last supper but every figure and the long table is made of like pure marshmallow and it's and, and you're like holy shit you know what i mean that's inc- i feel like that would be sacrilegious to eat oh yeah no one no one has the balls to eat it okay this so this is why i'm smoking resin yeah okay and you get fucking high and you're like man, I should probably get out of here. Like you start to feel a little paranoid and you're like, ah, but I'll just get out of here. Uh, you call a, an Uber. It's uh, this guy. Uh, his name is L Brandy. And you uh, decide to wait for this guy to show up. And But you're so high that you kind of just like walk into the, uh, the middle of the street. That's pretty high. And you're hit by a fucking car. Oh my God. You're tossed 100 feet. The second you hit the ground, you just black out. Yeah. That sounds like something I would do. You wake up and you kind of like come to and you're like, what the hell is going on? And you're like, you're like not strapped down, but you're definitely like in a bed. And, uh, and you're like, you look around, you're like, what? And you kind of realize, oh, I'm in a hospital. You have a roommate, a guy in a, in a bed next to you. He's like, um, you don't know what his deal is, but when he goes to sleep at night, uh, he screams a lot of kind of odd stuff where he's like, Eve, don't eat the apple. Or uh, at one point he yells, um, death is not 
the final option. And he says that a lot. This like, is terrifying. Yeah. At one point he screams, um, he goes, where do you think kangaroos come from? You're like, what the hell? That one sounds cute. It sounds cute, but... So you kind of come to and you're like, I don't know what's going on. And then like uh, a nurse comes in. Uh, she's like, oh, Robin, you're awake. My name is Nurse, uh, nurse Ratchet. Um, I suppose you probably have a lot of questions. I'm going to go ahead and grab the doctor real quick. And like, you're too weak to like respond. Okay. And then in walks this guy. He's clearly a doctor, but what's weird about him is that he has, his hair is so big. It's like several feet big. More feet than him or? No, not more feet, okay. but. And so you're like, that's weird. And then another thing you know is that he's kind of like breathing heavily. He has, he's kind of like, hey, hey, hey. You look down and what's kind of interesting about this guy is that he's clearly like a surgeon. He only has one hand. And he goes, uh, hey there, Robin. My name's Dr. Jeff Leppard. Dr. Jeff Leppard was uh, voted number one surgeon in the world uh, with the number one one-handed surgeon in the world. That's so good for him. He's like, hey, baby. And he's just like breathing so, and he's like sweating like crazy. And he goes, I got something for you to know. Whoa, yeah. And he goes on to tell you that um, you lost your hands in the accident. But he's attached new ones. They're not. Are they prosthetics or are they new hands? They look like normal flesh and blood hands. Like, like for a second, you think he's like fucking with you. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not fucking with you, baby. He goes, go ahead and point your hands to the TV screen. And his hair is fucking huge, dude. Yeah, so I should listen to him. You kind of like point your hands at the TV screen and you're like, what is this guy thinking? And he goes, do some math. What do you do? Uh, so I'm looking at a TV screen. And he goes, do some and, math. And he wants me to do some math. Uh, I would ask him what, what sort of equation he wants me to do. He goes, two plus two, baby. That's, that's four. <sighs> so you think that? And suddenly your hands like shoot out off of your fucking arms. They smash into the TV screen, destroying completely. And he goes, pretty cool, huh, baby? And you look down at your hands, and your hands have already grown back. Okay, so that they're flesh hands. Yeah. And he goes, what do you think? I, I like that I have hands again, but I'm scared because I destroyed that TV. He kind of just like winks at you and walks away. The next morning you wake up, you're, you're back home in your bed and there's a note and you know it's from Dr. Jeff Leppard because that note is covered in hair gel, dude. And like you kind of touch it and for a second you think you just hear like a bunch of like 80s hair metal kind of playing around. You just hear like, don't know what you got till it's gone. And you're like, oh, you kind of shake that away and you look at uh, 
the note and it just says like, Hey baby, uh, it's me, Dr. Jeff Leopard. Enjoy your new bionic hands. Talk to you soon. Love, Jeff Leopard, comma, MD. What do you do? Um, I would be appreciative of the note. Of the, of the, of you the now note. have hands that you can shoot off, and your hands will grow back immediately. Oh, so I shoot the hands out. And that's what the story is. You shoot the hands out and they kind of like grip the top of your, um, the door to your bedroom. And for some reason it's open and you kind of like jolt forward. It's almost like you're web slinging like Spider-Man does. And you go flying through the hallway of your apartment and land perfectly. You look down, your hands have grown fucking back. Wow. You look over the hands that are still clutching the top of that doorway. They fall to the ground. As they disintegrate, they both give you the middle finger. That's rude. I'm doing that to myself. I mean, I'm just saying what happens. So what do you do? You have this uh, new ability. So I have no control over. I did not give myself the middle finger with my other. No, you, you control like, like it's, it's never the thing where it pops out by accident or whatever. Whenever you want to shoot your hands out, you can shoot your hands out and you can either use them kind of like your Spider-Man web slinging around, or you can use them as like offensive weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I What's guess. the first thing you do? The very first thing I do, um, I probably text my mom about it. You text your mom, and it's you. you te- what would you text her? I just feel like, oh, I have these weird bionic hands now, and I guess they give me powers. Uh, do you have any advice? And. She responds and says, um, hey, uh, if you're seeing this, I'm still on vacation. Uh, I'm going to Prague. I got to solve some mysteries. Anyway, I'll be home soon. XOXO. And she signs it Robin's mom. And she has she said an automated text thing to text back yeah. to every. OK. Um, and you're kind of sitting there like, this is crazy. What do I do? And your TV was left on overnight. Yeah. And uh, there's this guy on the news. Uh, his name is uh, Derek Savage. And he's like, hey, everybody, Derek Savage here, checking in with you. Uh, this this crime spree all across the city is continuing to happen. He goes, so far, the city has lost $10 million. And that number just keeps going on up. All right, Chucky, uh, what's up with the weather? And it comes to the weather guy, this guy named Chucky uh, Levenstein. And he's like, uh, it's going to be hot. And later it'll be cold. And it'll rain at some point. Snow is not expected. And if it floods, be careful. He's uh, related to the uh, the manager of the place. Like he's not good at his job, but like they just keep him on and stuff. So you kind of see that thing about like there's this crime going on, and you're like, huh, that's weird. And suddenly, outside of your uh, the place to live, you hear like a like a huge explosion sound. What do you do? Oh well, I'm gonna go check it out for sure. You open the door, and across uh, the street from you is this bookstore. It's called. Um, Betsy's book house in parentheses mostly erotica 
And uh, there's like clearly like a like it's like a smoldering crater of what it used to be. And you kind of like walk like, like what do you do? Do you walk over or do you call the cops or? Yeah, I think I'd walk over. I'd see what's up. You walk over and uh, standing there in the middle of this smoldering cradle of the bookstore are several people. Standing in front of you, Juliet, Othello, Lady Macbeth, Yorick, and Chet Lightning. <laughs> Who's Chet Lightning? And they go, we are the Shakespeare Squad. And you sh- then you hear Chet Lightning go, and Chet Lightning. He's got a blue shirt with a yellow lightning bolt on it. Why does he get to be in the Shakespeare Squad? I, I mean... I'm just saying, I don't know. Okay. I couldn't begin to tell you. Okay. And um, Othello is like, we're trying to destroy every single book that isn't written by Shakespeare. And Lady Macbeth is like, I'm crazy. She's running around. Of course. Yorick uh, just got a fucking skull for a face. And he's like, and he goes, <laughs> It's not the dead guy, Yorick. It's like a Yorick zombie. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And he's like, and he's like, don't try to get in our way, Robin. And he has like a long, like snake tongue. And then Chet Lightning is like, don't even try to stop us, cause I'll stop you. I'm Chet Lightning, Shakespeare Squad. And they'll go Shakespeare Squad. So was Chet Lightning in like a forgotten Shakespeare play? That's kind of like the vibe you're getting. Because okay. like they're all like kind of respectful of him. Like he's clearly from the bard, you know? All right. Um, and so they're like, we're, so don't mind us. We're going to destroy every book in here that isn't Shakespeare. Will you join us? No, I, that's, that's like the Nazis did that. And you look over at, and you look over at Juliet and like Juliet, instead of having like normal eyes, has like hearts for eyes. And they kind of do that awooga thing. And she's like, oh, Robin, I hope someone as handsome as you will join the Shakespeare squad in destroying literature. What do you do? I wouldn't. History is so important. So, so, so what do you do? Oh, I say no. I, I, you can't destroy all literature on Earth. And then uh, Othello steps up and he goes, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to shoot you with my hands. And he goes, what? Yeah, I have hands that shoot. And and Lady Macbeth kind of like stops running and she turns around and she goes, and they call me crazy. Everyone starts laughing, including like several like just like bystanders who have walked by to watch what's going on. They're like cracking up too. I would definitely shoot Lady Macbeth with my shooty hands. So you shoot her with your uh, your fists, and they soar towards her and hit her right in the fucking face. And uh, she kind of goes like, oh! And everyone's like, holy shit! Uh, and Chet Lightning goes like, no good! And then uh, what happens is she kind of like falls backwards and uh, trips and hits her head on a curb, and she bleeds out and dies. Then everyone looks at you and they're like, holy shit. 
And like Othell's like like I mean like yeah, we were gonna burn the books, but they could have just ordered more. It's not like and like the manager comes out and is like, I mean, yeah, the manager's this guy, Mort Gumman, and he's like, um, he comes out and he is chewing a Twizzler. And he's like, Yeah, we could have just ordered more. And Chet Lightning's just like, This is a disgrace. So you get sentenced to uh, jail. Uh, you get sentenced to uh, 150 years. They wanted to burn all the books. Yeah, but like everyone's kind of like, I mean, is it like, like, like at your trial, uh, the judge was there. His name was uh, Judge Tugboat. And he was like, and he was like, Robin, like we could have just brought them back. And he goes, and he goes, also like, there's too many books. I feel like maybe they're in the right. I don't know. Am I crazy? I mean, I've just been a judge for 70 years. I, just, but I, I don't think we can trust digital archiving. I think we need books. And he looks at you and he goes, I don't think I can trust you, bitch. So you get sentenced to 150 years. Uh, you go to this jail, uh, Charles Grodin jail. Uh, and uh, the first day that you're there, people are like, what are you in for? And you're like, uh, I tried to stop the Shakespeare squad from like destroying all literature. I would really give that much detail. <laughs> you just say it. You're like, fuck it. I'm already in prison. Like, I don't give a shit. And they're like, huh, that's pretty weird. And um, they go, uh, you know what? You're a comedian, right? Like, like one guy, he's the toughest guy in the fucking jail. His name is um, Bartholomew Longbottom. That's a tough name. Yeah. He looks tough. He goes, hold on. You're a comedian, right? Yeah. And he goes, he turns around and he goes, guys, this is the fucking guy I told you about. And they all, they all, they all turn, they go, what, that comedian? And, and he goes, this is a fucking guy. And he goes, dude, he goes, I saw you do a set at Kick Butt Coffee. And it was so funny. I, I did, the, I, I memorized it. I, I do the routine to the people here every day. They love it. And everyone goes, oh my God, it's Robin Reynolds. And they're all freaking out. And you're like, you're like, holy shit, this is pretty cool. And you kind of step forward and you go, all right, guys. Yeah, it is me, Robin. And as you uh, step forward, you forgot to tie your shoes. So you trip over the shoes. And when you fall, you break your neck. <laughs> wow. And everyone just goes like, everyone just kind of like looks at you. And, they, and, and in unison, they all go, a goose. <laughs> so you die instantly. Yeah. I mean, what's better comedy than slapstick on that level? Right. I'm with you. And that's the ultimate slapstick. You fucking died in a prison. For comedy. By a bunch of fans. There were 900 fans there. They all thought you were so funny. And they just wanted to hear some new jokes. And they never get to hear those jokes. Eventually, they get so mad, they burn the prison down. That's good. And just destroy the nearest city. Was it a good city or a bad city? It was the best city in the God. world. God. Oh, I fucked up. They were 10 minutes away from curing... Racism. Oh my God. That's, I, I made them not stop racism. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's your legacy. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's not the best. <laughs>